Well, another week and another episode of SEC Primetime. I'm one of your hosts, Max Starks. I'm joined, of course, by Clint Sterner. So this is SEC Primetime with Starks and Stern. And I have to start out, Clint, and go ahead and do this. There we go. <laughs> We're not uh, worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that Arkansas owns Texas like that. I didn't realize that that was a thing that you kind of give them all that land, but all the championship <laughs> victories lie in, lie in that state right next to it, just east of it. Um, yeah, let's start there, man. I mean, Texas A&M. I mean, everybody's darling. Everybody's dark horse yeah. in the West. Oh, they're going to be the one to go up against the mighty Bama and yeah. who picks who we, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. We, we need, we'll work on that thing and get you right, Max. That sounds yeah. about right. That, that's hey. okay. <laughs> The Eastern twang in me. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we'll ride with it, baby. Um, yeah, man. Look, I, I think it, this is a fascinating. That was a fascinating game for for several reasons. Um, you know, like you said, Alabama. Some people had them pick twelve and zero college football playoffs, upseat uh, Alabama. You know, all that kind of jive. And, and a lot of folks really ignored the fact that they had a had to replace Kellen Mond, a four year starter, with an unproven quarterback that had zero experience. And they had to replace four offensive linemen. And so there was a lot. I think there they were probably a little overrated from Jump Street. People fall in love and they're fascinated with all the NFL caliber players. And ultimately, man, if you can't protect your quarterback and you don't have experience at quarterback, that's a bad combination. So I think AM was probably over, over, uh, overblown from the jump. Um, but, but when you look at the Arkansas game, it was an interesting matchup because you got a bunch of a bunch of three stars, a few four stars, uh, a new coach, you know, in his second year after winning three games last season, really trying to put things together, man. And and you got a bunch of like, you know, you got a, co- a coach with a highest paid coach in the game and Jimbo Fisher. You got, an, a, a, again, a roster that's riddled with NFL caliber players. And they had one weakness, though, Max. They had one weakness. That? And that, we- that weakness happened to match up with Arkansas's identity. Arkansas is, is extremely one-dimensional. They they have to be able to run the football to, to, to produce offensively. And A&M's one weakness on defense was run defense, right? Colorado went for 171 against them. Uh, Kent State went for 226 against them. Um, and so there was definitely something there that you just from a matchup standpoint, you go, man, I don't know if Arkansas is talented, but man, that their identity and their strength really matches up with AM's identity and their strength. And in the first drive, Max, Traylon Smith goes for 16. Then he then he then he bangs them for 15, gets called back on a penalty. Then he bangs them for 12, right? They go eight plays, 59 yards, one completed pass, kick a field goal. I knew right then and there, all right, Arkansas is good enough to run the ball against. A&M and Arkansas had a chance to was going to have a chance to win that football game. And if you watch how they slowly bled A&M, ultimately that's what it came down to. That one strength, which is a really strong one from Arkansas, boy, it matched up with that weakness from A&M and and, uh, they were able to win a big, big ball game. Well, I mean, you think about it, it it, it was, it was Traylon Smith, Traylon Burks, right? I mean, yeah, both of them going. Air and ground, right? It was like UPS out there, you know. Yeah. And KJ Jefferson was just was just the sorting manager at that point. 
Um, you know, but I did look at, but it's about that mentality, I think, as well, right? You said, I mean, when you talk about three and fours versus the five stars, they just have a lunch pail mentality. Sam Pittman comes in. He had, you know, he definitely has the the lunch pail mentality. That's and right. He's like, listen, you know, I, I think I heard a quote. He said, listen, if we're gonna run it for seven yards a pop, why well, ain't ever gonna pass? It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, right? That's right. That's right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm like, until you stop us and force us to have to do something differently, why do I change this course? And I think that's kind of what it is, is Arkansas is putting everybody on notice. That's right. And if, you're, if you are going to come and play the Arkansas Razorbacks, you had better prepare to have those forearm – remember the old school forearm guards? <laughs> forearm guards. Yeah, yeah. You you better have that. You better have an extra big mouthpiece in because we're gonna we are going to give you the shoulder shiver into the mouth, that's and right. that's what they do. And it and it almost it it kind of I at one point when I was watching Texas, there it looked like they they were turning down, you know, actually giving resistance on those double teams, and yeah. I was like, what a D tackle actually turning down and actually giving giving room and not trying to bar stool through it. We call it that's right. You know, where they sit the leg and split the double team. And so I just think when we look at Arkansas, you have you have to respect them. I mean, first of all, let's just acknowledge what the West is doing in the SEC. Can, can we can we can we just do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, when I am looking at the SEC West, Bama one, Arkansas eight, Ole Miss twelve, Auburn is uh, oh sorry, Texas A&M is now at fifteen. Don't want don't want to forget them. And then Auburn sitting at 22. Dude, you got five out of seven eligible teams in that division that are in the top 25. So that's not just some smoke that, hey, you know, the SEC has five five teams. They have a quarter, (laughs) they have a fifth of the teams available in the top 25 in Division I football sitting in one division of football. And people wonder why. No, the SEC, oh, it's got to be overinflated. Oh, it's got to be tough. No, it ain't. That's just what we do. <laughs> that's right. That's, just, that's, that's right. just what we do. And then I don't even want to talk about it because now after that, you just throw two other teams up in there, uh, you know, in the East, put Florida and Georgia in there. And now we've got seven, seven out of 25. Kentucky kind of messed us up a little bit. They should have won by a little bit more. They could have stayed up there in the 25. <laughs> but <laughs> – not throwing stones because they'll be the third best team in the East after it's all said and done. But I mean, th- when you think of that and see the challenges and we ju- we're just getting into division play and conference play in yeah. this. So, I mean, we're going to, we're going to circle back when we get the lines and the odds to talk about the game upcoming for the Razorbacks and the dogs. But, um, but I mean, man, once again, I just got to say congratulations to you, man. I know you were the happy man dude in all of Dallas uh, with that, because I was rooting for you guys, man. You know, I was like, listen, when you think of the Southwest classic and Texas A&M's own that series, the last, what, eight out of nine in a row. No, they've won all they, ever since they've been in the sec, they've won that they, they beat Arkansas. Arkansas beat them in 2011. Uh, but that was okay. before A&M, that was before A&M joined the sec. So since a has been in the sec, they had won every single one of them. So yeah, Max, you damn right. This is yeah. a big win, and you're damn right. I'm gonna act a fool, man. I mean, hell, we just <laughs> we just broke a big time streak, man. That that was big. Hey, Max, real quick though, man. The 
you know, the interesting thing about this game is is not Arkansas. Like Arkansas is trending in the right direction. The, the the interesting part about that football game is Jimbo Fisher, right? Is we we can sit around and talk about how uh, Zach Calzada, the backup quarterback, didn't didn't play well, and you had to replace four offensive linemen, and you got NFL players on defense, and you're getting. I mean, people are running through you like messed through a goose on the ground. I mean, it is absolutely unacceptable. And we're talking about one of the highest paid coaches in the game in his fourth year who was, again, has been ran through defensively by three of their four opponents now. And offensively, he is an offensive-minded coach, a quarterback guru, and everybody I talk to talks about how, boy, at a and boy, they're developing talent. Man, they got NFL players everywhere. But you know what? They've been through two quarterbacks this year, and ain't neither one of them developed. He, he, was, he was gifted Kellen Mond, who started for three years and won a lot of football games. And in three seasons, Max, one of the highest-paid coaches who is a quarterback whisperer, who is an offensive-minded coach, did not recruit and develop a quarterback to pair with a top-ten roster. I mean, the, quest, the questions after that ball game is, hey, hey Jimbo, <laughs> hey, partner. I mean, you want the highest paid out there. Like, this is your deal. What the hell's going on here, man? I mean, you got NFL caliber guys that you can't get to play NFL caliber college ball, and you got quarterbacks that ain't developed. Wait, wait. and we're giving you a raise. I mean, yeah. to me, this is <laughs> yeah. that's that's and I that ain't my Arkansas blood talking right there, brother. That's straight up. That's real talk. Like, hey, if I'm an Aggie right now, I'm going, man. What the hell are we doing? What, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean. When you think about it, think about this, man. Um, that's like going to an Italian restaurant and getting and getting somebody bring you out the Stouffer's tray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I mean, you, on, man. you're right. You have to show something, and you had three years to bring in said talent to groom them under Kellen Mond, and you have not shown us that. In fact, you haven't shown us an offense that resembles a fourth year team under said offensive mind because when we look all around the rest of this league right you look at dan mullen you look at kirby smart you look at all these other coaches around this league hell look at lane kiffin last year and we're saying jimbo you're you're this big time guy we brought you in we brought you into one of the riches you know uh yeah sports endowments and we're getting we're paying you respectively we ain't got nothing to show for and so i think that, that is a great point coming out of that game is where do we go from here? Because, I mean, you think between what? Buffalo, they scored, what, 20 points in the last two weeks total? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, come on, come on. Where, where, where is this sauce at? Where, where is this secret ingredient? So I agree with you. That's going to be something interesting to watch. And I think, you know, a guy by the name of Ed Orgeron is happy that the attention is now shifted over to Jim. Ain't that the damn truth. Yeah, that's the damn truth. So before we get into my Gators and the Tennessee Volunteers, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is the way they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay Instant Approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season kicking off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. 
Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk about my Gators. My Gators against those balls. Listen, I know, I know we whip their asses every year. I get it. I get it. But it still means something to Gators and volunteers every year. And let's face it, the first half of that game, Josh Happel had those boys in the game. Hendon Hooker kept them in the game. But the problem is football is two halves. And the first half is not guaranteed to be the second half. And I think, you know, what we saw with Emory Jones, we really saw a maturation of of Emory Jones. He's maturing every single week. You see his confidence growing. You see his IQ growing. He still needs, you know, he still has a couple of moments where he kind of frazzes out and just stands there like the Statue of Liberty in the pocket. (laughs) But his awareness from the first couple games this season to now, he's starting to get it. Like Like the timer's starting to go off in his head. And, of course, and hell, Malik Davis, just go ahead. Put a stamp on that kid, All-America. I mean, what Malik Davis is doing for that rush attack and how he's playing and keeping Florida, the tempo going, and that offensive line in check, I mean, it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Uh, Josh Heifel coming, I give them credit. Didn't quit, kept trying to figure out a way to do it. We saw Joe Milton go in and thought Joe had a shot, and then Joe started throwing, and then we knew <laughs> was starting. Uh, but, I mean, just kind of your thoughts about that. I mean, it looked – it was tough. It was a tight game, and then it kind of got out of hand towards the end. Yeah, Max, look, I, I got one thought, man. This this is this is the real deal here. I, Dan Mullen has – he has to be – absolutely has to be watching his team play and going, man, when I get Anthony Richardson right, <laughs> when, when I get AR-15 right, this ship right here is going to sail, baby. We are going to take off. I mean, I honestly, look, I'm not, I, I hate to be that way about Emory Jones. This is the kind of deal. It's tough on me when I, when I see a kid that is extremely likable and a really, really good player, but there's just a dude behind you. And, and there's a dude behind you. That's, that's better than 99% of people in the country physically. And when, when your team is running the football, the way that Florida's running it, it is, unbelievably convincing like there are a lot of really really good things going on and I can't help but watch them and go Dan Mullen's doing what's right by Emory Jones he, he's he's doing what's right but there ain't no way in hell that Dan Mullen ain't sitting there going man when I get 15 right and I get him up to speed this offense right here is going to be unstoppable Jack that's that's all every time I watch him I'm thinking I, Dan, Dan Mullen's got to be over there just licking his chops. He's winning games 38 to 14 and get AR 15 on the sideline. It, it, it's, it, it, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but when it happens, Florida is going to be hell to deal with with 15 at, at quarterback, brother. Well, I think about it. They put up 500 yards of offense and, you know, 222 passing, about 280 ish, uh, you know, on, on the ground. And you're just sitting there, you're looking, you're like, man, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, Emory is leading that in the rushing category, right? He went for a buck 44. And, you know, I think Malik Davis, he just gives me a nice pace. Him and Damian Pierce there in the backfield are just a nice one-two punch to go along with Emory. So you got a three-headed monster potentially in the backfield. Um, But it's just the way that Dan Mullen just continually adapts. I mean, Say what you want about him, how you feel about him as a person, personally, or whatever, but you cannot knock this man's genius. So when I so you know, when we're talking about 
what we saw with Jimbo and what Jimbo's getting paid and what Jimbo's serving week in and week out, certain ser- ser- serving those hungry man meals out there in college station. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and you have Dan Mullen over here creating ratatouille and everything else, you know, out of some spoiled veggies. Max, Max, that's wild, bro. Think about that. I'm glad you brought, think about that. My man had, my man had uh, Felipe Franks and said, no, thanks. He goes to Arkansas and, and plays really well for Arkansas. And Kyle Trask steps in and goes to the damn Heisman ceremony. And now he's got Emory Jones, who's damn near beating Alabama, and he's got AR. And I, and I, I can look you dead in the eye and say it ain't even close. When AR fifteen's ready and he's right between the ears, he's the dude. You got yeah. four guy, four guys in two years at Dan Mullen. Now he, I know he didn't recruit the or the other the other ones, or hell, he didn't. I don't know if he recruited any of them except for fifteen. But he's got five dude, four dudes lined up going. I'll take some snaps. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the highest paid coach in America over there, I mean, I, I just – that's wild, man. It's, frust- it's frustrating, right, because – especially from our position, right, like we have no stake in this, right? Nobody's sending us a check to, to you know, to help their boost, you know, boost uh, right. <laughs> uh, the ratings for them. But I think the biggest thing is, is that any person with two eyes can see. You're sitting here telling me Jimbo Fisher – Came in, you paid him all this money. He was a hot commodity coming out of Florida State. Yeah, you won something with Jim with, with Jameis. But what have you done? What have you done in four years? You come close. You come close. You haven't had the real signature victories in this division. And you're supposed to be a quarterback whisperer or quarterback groomer, offensive genius. But yet we see what Dan Mullen did. And let's face it, the, the three, three of those four that he did not recruit, one of them did not start a single game in high school in Kyle Trask. Emory Jones was a career trick guy, right? <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. Had the injury things, and he he actually taught these kids and create and made them better players than they right. already were, and they became more than just the gimmick guy or the cast off in those situations. And two of the four are already playing on on Sundays. So come on, you know, Dan Mullen's doing a great job. I mean, when he gets the raise. He's going to be well-deserved. But uh, if, if I'm in Texas A&M, if I'm an Aggie fan, I'm saying, listen, I, I might need I might need a little bit of that back. You might need to go ahead and put them back. I post-dated that check that I sent to you. I'm going to go ahead and call the bank. We're going to have to cancel that. I'll send you a new one, a little bit lower number. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but you know, let, let's move on. Let's go to the last topic uh, of, of this show, and I think – it's our favorite one, and we're gonna we're gonna talk lines here. We're, we're gonna get to what I think are that dark horse category that that is ever so shrinking as teams prove themselves. I yeah. mean, we look at Kentucky. Kentucky kind of did this. They were kind of the Walking Dead. They're getting ready for Halloween uh, right. down there, in South Carolina, right? Um, you know, but where are you with with Kentucky coming forward? Um, do you still feel as strong about them? Um, have have they kind of waned a little bit in your eye? Where are you at with, with, with good old good old Wildcat country? Yeah, I, I don't feel as strong about about my man Mark Stoops in Kentucky as I did. I, I, if you remember correctly, I, I thought that last week versus South Carolina was a a true game for them to separate. I mean, it was going to be a separator for them to prove that you can go in and wreck shop versus the lower half of the East. 
and, and prepare yourself for what we got coming down the pipe this week with Florida. Like, put yourself in a position where you clearly are no longer in the same ballpark with South Carolina, who, who had a damn graduate assistant start the first game of, of the year this year. I mean, separate yourself from the Vandy. Separate yourself from Missouri. Separate yourself from that, from that tier of ball club in the East and inch closer to Florida. And then when you play them, we can all buy into maybe you got a shot, you know, and it's not a fluke if you beat them. And like you said, they slept, walked, turned the ball over three times, played uninspired football. Um, and and it, it just – they didn't gain any momentum leading into the Florida week, which I thought they needed to do. I'm not as convinced because of a lack – because of lack of competition in the East when it comes to the dark horse category. Kentucky's still my dark horse, but um, I, I, I don't feel as confident about that this week as I did last. Yeah, and I mean – and yes, yeah. You know, my thing is, yes, you have Chris Rodriguez, right? I mean, the kid is running all yeah. over the place. He's Speedy Gonzalez and everything else. But Will Levis, like, just kind of, you know, just uninspired, right? Just little short dump-off passes, throws that interception. And you're like, okay, the efficiency just isn't there. Against, like you said, South Carolina, who is in full-blown, they haven't even cleared the land yet rebuild, right, to even build the house. Right, right, They right. just bought the lot. That's it. And it's got <laughs> trees. It's got rocks all in the soil. It's bad. Um, and you you went to the wire with them, and you see what Florida's done the last two weeks. That's my thing. I'm like, I, I just – I don't see it. Um, Kentucky, I always want to – I always want to give them that jump, right? You always want to give them that little boost, right, try and get them over the fence. But every time it seems like, you know, something happens, the fence gives in or – you know, they, they slip on a foothold. And yeah. I just think that once again, we're in the same situation. When we look at Kentucky, they have a lot of great athletes in a lot of places. It just doesn't come together offensively for them. So I think, I think it's going to be a struggle against Florida um, this week, even though they are at home in Lexington. I think it's, hey, it's I, I do too. I, I do. I think this though, I, I do believe that, that Mark Stoops um, will find a way to, 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 to make, make it difficult to just run the football for four quarters. I'm not saying that Florida's not going to roll up the yards on some folks because they, they will get theirs. But what we've seen from Florida is just the ability to just run through folks. Right. And, and, and I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know that, that Mark Stoops has the horses to do it, but, but I like to think that Mark Stoops being a defensive minded coach, we've watched him in the past, put unbelievable defensive performances on the field in big moments I would like to think that Mark Stoops can find an answer for a one-dimensional football team and force Emory Jones to beat him, beat him with his arm, which he's throwing it better now than he was earlier in the season. But your only chance against Florida, your only chance, I don't give a damn who you are, against Florida is to force it into a, an air game and make Emory Jones play more than, more than one quarter of where he's got to throw the football, force him to make reads, throw him, force him to get through progressions. And he will he will throw you the football. He's proven that. This past week was the first week he didn't have an interception. It doesn't matter the caliber of the opponent. Emory Jones will throw you the football. He will throw he will throw interceptions. And so it's one of those where I I I, I give I give Kentucky a small, small shot because I, I really because I like Mark Stoops, to be honest with you. But but because <laughs> but because I, I do I do think that's the weakness of of um of, of Florida right now is if you force that thing into into Emory Jones' hands, and he's got to throw it to win, then I think you got a shot. If they can run it through you, it's game over. Forget about it. 
Yeah, and that that that's one of the problems. Just like Arkansas, right? It, yep. You know, it's easier said Same than deal. done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easier said than done because you yeah. still you still got to put it, the helmet and the shoulder pads on and actually go thump somebody. That's um, right. Another dark horse. Let's let's turn our attention to the West. Auburn. The Bo Nick Sweet Tea Show is over with right now, or yeah. is it? T.J. Finley comes in and, and beats them out to give them a shot to go ahead and take over. Was that Georgia Southern, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, where, no, where are you at? Georgia, no, sorry, Georgia, Georgia State. State. Georgia State. Georgia State. I should know. That was actually my first college bowl game I ever called. Was, uh, <laughs> Georgia State, San Jose State uh, in the Cure Bowl. But, um, I mean, what, what do you assess of T.J. Finley, A, and then B, is Bo Nix done? I mean, what Brian Harson? Brian Harson pulled on the big boy britches. Dropped the yeah. CO Jones on him and actually benched Bo Nix, which I didn't think would happen uh, to put TJ Finley in there. So where we have them, and especially going into this week with LSU. Yeah, hey, Big Max, I, you know, I, I thought Bo Nix's ceiling was too low to, to, to take that team to the next level. I thought it was too low. His ceiling was too low from an athlete standpoint in Gus Malzahn's offense. And there's no reason why now in Mike Bobo's offense, that I that I that I sit there and go, yeah, this is the dude, right? I love the grit, man. The problem is, is he's one of them dudes that you know every coach loves, man, because he's a baller. He's tough as hell. I mean, he, I mean, he is he he can do all the simple things savagely well, right? But when it comes down to making plays in 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 uh, at Penn State in that whiteout on national TV, there was two or three plays that you got to find a way to make to give your team a chance to win that ballgame. One of them was in the first drive. He had a, he had a go right down the sideline wide open. And, yeah, he was staring down the barrel of a, of a linebacker, but he throws that ball five yards inside, nowhere near the receiver, never had a chance. I mean, those are the kind of plays that you have. If, if Auburn's going to be – if they're going to compete in the West, you got to have a quarterback that can make those plays. That can physically – is gifted enough to make those plays. I just don't think Bo Nix is physically gifted enough to make those kind of plays. And guess who is? TJ Finley. I, I don't know that I don't know that he can play it here. I don't know that he's ready to 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 do some of the things that Bo Nix could do between the ears. And I'm saying I don't know. I'm not saying he can. I'm saying I don't know. But I know one thing. That brother right there can rip that joker now. I mean, he can sling it, Big Max. And so when it comes to being phys like physically just throwing the football, there, there is no more shortcomings at the quarterback position. I believe that that T.J. Finley is going to be a guy. He's going to be the starter moving forward. I think it's a no-brainer, and I think Auburn is 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 dangerous when he when he is quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, here's the thing. You know, we talk about head over heart or heart over head. I mean, it's no question. The heart <laughs> muscle will always win over, over that head. You, you can psych yourself That's out. Right. Hey, listen, how many guys have talked themselves out of a good time because they're sitting there <laughs> thinking about this as opposed to one dude that just says, you know what? <laughs> Let it go, boys. Let's get it. <laughs> Miss out on a lot of life when you think twice about it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Before we wrap up with our lines and picks segment, uh, I want to get into a conversation and talk about the Field of 12 Media, a brand new podcast and digital media network covering college football with the people that know it best. Brought to you by Shoot Your Shot Productions, the folks behind the Field of 68. The Field of 12 gives you insight into the game we all love by the people that have lived it. Trevor Knight and Bryce Petty over there in the Big 12. And Joshua Perry and Christian Hackenberg are covering the Big 10. Yogi Roth and Ted Robinson own the Pac-12. 
We have Harry Douglas, Cody Sensabaugh on the ACC side of things. And of course, we'll be here every week to be your go-to source on the SEC. Check the links below to find the rest of our shows. The Field of 12, where college football happens. I want to go down the list. So let's do this for the, our very last segment. I know we, we're, we're going to have our pick segment, but I want to take you through the other games that we're not doing picks on and just get me and you's opinion, straight up win-loss. We're not going to give lines on that. Just a straight up win-loss, and let's see where we, where we end up at the end of the day. Uh, Mizzou and Tennessee. Tennessee's going to Mizzou. I like Tennessee in that game, man. Mizzou's given up uh, – I think Mizzou's given up over 200 yards rushing three times this year already, something like that. I mean, yeah. they're, they're just, again, like like messed through a goose, man. So, um, you know, I, I like Tennessee in that football game right there. All right. Yeah, I, I'm with you as well. I think Josh Heupel – you talk about a game to rebound and kind of build uh, for the future. I think this is that game you look at, especially Eastern rival, and one that, that looked good against Kentucky but has not looked good since – um I, i'm with you there uh where are we at on well <laughs> sad to even ask this uh south carolina hosting troy <laughs> oh well i'll take south carolina i'll take okay. beamer i'll take oh, beamer okay. okay okay uh i might have to take <laughs> troy on that one <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Troy's got an old Troy's got an old uh, Taylor Powell, one of my old quarterbacks. Man, was at Missouri. Started a couple of games at Missouri last year. He's starting at Troy now, so uh, that might not be a bad pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I, I'm just going to let you let you answer this one. Florida, Kentucky. We already know where my heart is. Go Gators all the way. What do you What do you say? Yeah, yeah man. Well, look, what what Dan Mullen's shown us. We we talked about it. It doesn't matter who's quarterback, and if they're they're able to run the football the way they're running it, and it's obviously not just Oh, plain old vanilla running the football well because you're a better football team. They're they're physically gifted and they're schematically have advantages with Dan Mullen. So I'm going Florida all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. There it is. There it is. All right. Th- this was an interesting one. I don't. I, I'm torn on this one. So I, I'm interested to see where you go with it. Mississippi State, Texas A&M. I'm going Texas A&M big in this one. I, I, I'm going okay. Texas A&M big in this one. Look, I, I think this is one of those. Uh, Jimbo Fisher will have his his guys ready. And the one thing that I, I am pretty sure that Mike Leach will not do is run the football enough to, to take advantage of the weakness that out that A that, uh, and M does have. And so I, I think Mike Leach plays right into the hands of of A and M. And I think A and M wins that game convincingly. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I, I that's I, in College I, Station too, isn't it, Big Max? Yeah. yeah it yeah. is in College Station. Yeah, it's a home game. So yeah, Kyle Field's yeah. gonna be rocking it. Yeah, no, it's it's AM yeah. all day, baby. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll roll with you. Um, even though I saw them put some fight the last couple weeks, I don't think Mississippi State has enough for them. Uh <laughs> you know, hey, 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 you know, look here, this is another topic we need to, we, we should hit one day. But look yeah. here, Mike Leach ain't the kind of dude that can go through a couple of rough seasons in Mississippi now. You know no. what I mean? In Mississippi State. I mean, he's a strange bird now. You, you can't be a strange bird and lose. Uh-uh. Nope. That <laughs> yeah. don't, that's, that's a bad combination right there now. Yeah. Hey, pi- pi- pirate ships aren't in Mississippi State unless, mm. unless they're coming up the Mississippi <laughs> River. That's and right. Even, hey, that, they were seeking refuge. They weren't, they weren't there to stake a claim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I chuckle at this one because I'm going to have to go with the away team on this one. Uh, Vanderbilt's hosting UConn. <laughs> yeah, Vanderbilt, man. I, I mean, that, it's hard to watch, man. I mean, Ooh. look, Georgia, 
Georgia was up 35 nothing on them this, this week, and, and it was the week leading up to the Arkansas game. And, and hell, I heard Booger McFarland say, well, Georgia had a scrimmage today. They should be ready for uh, Arkansas <laughs> next week. Right. I mean, that's where we're at. We're referring to Vanderbilt as a scrimmage, man. Yeah, that, that's um, – I'm with you. I, hell, UConn's one of the worst teams in the country right now. I'm not sure I wouldn't take uh, take UConn just because I like their mascot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who, who doesn't love a good Husky dog? I mean, Huskies Ooh, are beautiful, beautiful dogs, you know. Um, God, yeah. I'll go Vandy. I'll go Vandy. Just just because I because I, I went. You talked me. You talked me into UConn. You talked me into UConn and you and Vandy. You dirty dog. <laughs> no. Hey, li- listen, listen. No, I actually think I'm praying that Vandy does good because I want Clark Lee to get to get a little bit of leash room so he can go recruit. That's the only. Reason. So this is this is the only prayer that I will give Vandy all season. I promise you. <laughs> uh, all right, the game we kind of talked about earlier, Auburn, LSU. We talked about Auburn, TJ Finley. You know, will he start? LSU coming off of that big win against Mississippi State. This one, you know what? I'm going to go with the Bayou Bengals. I'm going to take LSU at home. Ooh, you're going to take LSU at home, huh? I'm going to yeah. tell you, I like I, I, I like um, uh, Max Johnson, man. I, I like what he's doing, man. I, they're They're – they're run, they, they don't they have a hard time buying into quarterbacks down at LSU, but but my brother Max Johnson is is straight slinging the peel, son. I mean he had four touchdowns last week. It, it, look, if they wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have balled out last week, they wouldn't have won that ball game. Because again, the LSU that we've watched, like you said earlier, like we've said for two three weeks now, the fact that they can't run the football right now, their leading rusher, their leading rusher has 144 yards on the season. You hear me? I mean, that's LSU we're talking about. That's the Bayou Bengals you were talking about. So if if Max Johnson wasn't slinging that ball all over the park to Keyshawn Butte, who is a beast, by the way, if that if that connection right there wasn't so special, um, we'd have some serious problems. But uh, man, I, I'm going Auburn on that one, man. Ooh, okay. I, I'm going Auburn on that one, man. Wow, Death Valley at night this, too. This, this is this is a hard one for me, man. Because look, yeah. I, I do. I think there's something to this. Another another topic, right? I yeah. think there's some. I think there's something to this. There is something to LSU new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. You know, with this whole one one little little training camp, our little off season with them, um, hired them late. You know, this is one of them deals where. It, it, it could be that these players are just now getting comfortable with their offensive and defensive coordinators, and we're going to start seeing some of that old-school LSU that we've seen in the past. So I'm not, I'm not real comfortable with my pick, but, but I'm not going to talk myself out of it. Uh, I'm going to go with Auburn. All right, all right. Hey, hey, I love it. And that's that's what creates a good vibe when we come on here and do the podcast weekly. We can then eviscerate each other for making bad decisions. Uh <laughs> But let, let's turn to the main event here. Uh, you know, we're going to go to our, our official college college sports lines uh, through Bet River Sports Book. You can go to Bet River and and check these lines out yourself and make the decision. Once again, this is only Clinton I's perspective. You make the decision at the end of the day. You're the one that hits the place bet button, not us. We're just here to give you advice and be shepherds uh, in this process. But as we know. All the talk from last week to this week, because let's face it, Bama just absolutely destroyed Southern Miss and, and Ole Miss was idle. So all they had to do, in fact, heck, Ole Miss bumped up a spot and they didn't even do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at that, I think the biggest thing is, is that 
you've got to say, what is this game going to be? Now, the line is Bama's, Bama's get, get laying 14 and a half. Total in this game, total in this game, 79 and a half points. Ooh. Matt Corral, Bryce Young. Bryce went 20 and 21 with five tutties last week. Almost had the perfect game until he threw that interception to Williams. Um, yeah. You know, he kind of bobbled it in the end zone. That would have been sick. He would have been 21 of 21 with six t- tutties. That would have been yeah. ridiculous. But you have that. You have the offense. We know Ole Miss has provided some resistance. Notice I'm going to say resistance and not call it defense. They have provided resistance. Alabama <laughs> defense is 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 stout. It's stout. It's strong, and the boys know how to play. What say you, Clint Sterner? You taking Bama with the points, or are you going for the upset and picking Ole Miss, or are you just taking the points from Ole Miss and saying they're still going to lose? Yeah, no, look, here's the deal, man. I, I think this is one of those games where, where I, I told you there's going to be three or four games this year where Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator at Bama is going to be challenged, and he's going to have to be the difference. He struggled two weeks ago versus versus Florida, um, and they, they had very minimal, if any, explosive plays. Um, and, and that's that's a big concern for me, and I damn sure can't give them 14 and a half points. I'm going, I'm going Ole Miss plus 14 and a half. Uh, and I will go with the over in that ball game. Woo! That's We're right. 40s, 40s are going to be on the table. Um, you know what? I'm going to back your play. I like Ole, I like Ole Miss with those points because one thing we know about Lane Kiffin, they're never shy on scoring the ball and figuring out how to get guys in the end zone. Matt Corral is slinging it all over the yard. I think Ooh. they can pace with them offensively. Um, it's going to be a matter of, like you said, who actually scores last in this game will win this game. I think that's why I pick Ole Miss because I don't think this is going to be two touchdown better. Um, now, as far as the over, the under, you know, I'm going to take the under. I think it's still going to be high. I just I don't know if both teams can hit in the 40s or if one's – because it's going to be so close, I don't think there's yeah. you know, a 42-type uh, you know, type of 38-type of game, which would take us at 80, right? That would have us at yeah. 80. Um, but I do think it's going to be somewhere in that area. Somebody, somebody's going to get in that high 30, maybe break the 40 barrier, but I don't think both of them do it. Max, that, that the thing is, is I know Ole Miss is going to throw the leather off that piece uh, for four quarters. Right. Anyway, if it's a tight ball game, they're gonna sling all over the park. And, <laughs> yeah. and if they're losing, if they're losing, and we're we're at uh, sixty five with about five minutes left, there's a good chance that Ole Miss is gonna get to gonna go help them get to eighty. You know, so yeah. Um, that hey, you talk about you talk about cats throwing the throwing the ball all over the park, man. It, I mean, good gosh, is Matt Corral? Is, I mean, is is Matt Corral the? I mean, is he in the Heisman talk, bro? I mean, he has to be. He has to be. I think. I think he is still Bryce Young. It's um, Sam. Well, Sam Howell's now out of that talk. Way Malik Willis. Malik, Malik Willis, Willis has to be in it. Spencer Rattler yeah. will be an outsider in looking in. Yeah. Um, who man? There, there's some. There's some good ones yeah. out there. I just. How, how many times am I going to say that brother right there is slinging the rock? Matt Corral, T.J. Finley can sling it. I mean, Max Johnson is slinging it. I mean, these dudes, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's just the, the Bryce Young kid at Alabama is slinging it. I mean, 
the, the, it's it's wild, man. I mean, I, I think Matt Corral maybe he may be leading the way in the, in the Heisman hunt, man. Yeah, I mean the West. That's why we, you know, I talked about it at the beginning of the show. The West is leading it. Five teams in the top twenty-five, and when you look at each of those schools, what do they have in common? Rubber band arms back there that's in the back. Right. <laughs> hey, that's it right. never gets tired. It just keeps going and going that's and right. it all over the place. So. No, I like I like that. I like it. I hope you know. I hope I'm wrong on the under um, with that. But, Me too, Bob. You know, seven seventy nine and a half. Um, you know, it's a lot of points. But like you said, we got two guys who are going to actually go after it. Um, now let's turn to the main event. I wish I had like a little button I could push to give you the whole main event. <laughs> that was my best. That was my best shot. At it, so. I like it. Arkansas. Goes between the hedges to Athens, Georgia. College game day is is planting their flag there. David Pollock is going to be the happiest bulldog on Saturday morning <laughs> for that game. He is going to have all kinds of vitriol. And you know Lee Corso is going to pull out that bulldog hat. But these Razorbacks ain't your daddy's Razorbacks. These ain't your uncle's Razorbacks. These ain't your homeboy's Razorbacks. This is this is a bare knuckle skull dragging type of razorback team. Yeah, going in yeah. there, the disrespect right here. I'm, and I already know where you're going to go with this, so that's why I'm taking the lead on this. <laughs> Eighteen and a half points in Georgia's favor. Come on, eighteen man. and a half. Come three on, scores. Man. Three scores. And we saw what they did to Texas. They put they they put their fingers in the eyeballs and their and their thumb in their mouth and use their head as a bowling ball for Texas. <laughs> you took you took you took Texas A and M to the woodshed, and the fact that they still said eighteen and a half. Did they not see the first half last year of this game? <laughs> and the oh, total points point, is forty nine. Total points is forty nine. I think that's a, that that that's a relative error. I'm gonna go with the under on that one. But there's no way I'm going against Arkansas in this one. I don't care. Eight, eight versus two. Eight versus two. Yes, they beat Clemson, but we just we just saw Clemson get their behinds taxed by NC State. So that win doesn't really look as good. And Clemson's all the way back at 19. So when I look at this, Georgia, yes, you're starting to click on all cylinders and you just and you just horse whip Vanderbilt. I haven't seen a convincing total effort in that defense. I'm not taking anything away from the defense, but offensively. I have not seen enough offensively to think that this Georgia team is going to go put up three scores ahead of Arkansas. That's just my personal opinion. So when I look at this, I'm taking Arkansas. I'm taking the under on that because 18 and a half points. Just give me the free money right now. Um, you know, in my personal opinion. Now for the for the actual expert opinion <laughs> and the Razorback and the cool-headed perspective of Clint Sterner. What what say you, Clint? I'm going Arkansas in 18 and a half. I, I think that's just too much. I think they've shown. I, I, here's here's the deal. I, I think it's it's. Uh, I think Georgia is the better football team. I, I think Georgia is legit. You look at their score. They're number one in scoring in the country. They're number seven rush defense in the country, and then they're number two pass defense in the country. These guys are legit. I don't think there's any weaknesses on the defensive side of the football. And Arkansas is going to have to work their ass off to be to be in this thing in the fourth quarter for it to be a game. I think it could happen, but I think Arkansas is going to have to exceed expectations once again to, to get there, which they're playing the number two team in the country. That's I'm not, it's not rocket science. I'm not, it's not, it's not breaking news. I'm saying that I'm taking Arkansas, the points 
And I, I'm going to take – I'm again, I'm going to take the over in this football game because here's the deal. I don't think Clemson – I mean, I don't, I don't think Georgia's been challenged. I, I, don't, I don't think Georgia's been challenged. Clemson – <laughs> Clemson, they scored 10 points, and that was a defensive touchdown. Um, UAB, they beat 56-7. to South Carolina, they won 40-13. to And Vanderbilt, 62 nothing. They ain't been challenged. They, when their offense, when their offense was challenged, their offense didn't piss a drop. And so I, I'm take, I'm definitely taking Arkansas in the points. I think Arkansas is going to have to work awfully hard to be in this one in the fourth and have a chance to win it. All right. Well, there it is. There are your official lines from Clinton Max, of course, courtesy of uh, Bet River Sportsbook. You can go find them on the app on iOS, or you can go to betrivers.com and <clears throat> just. As we all hate to say, this is the end of the show. Another great one, another great week. And, of course, I'm happy, Clint, as always, that we come to this in Asia. <laughs> Let's hope that when we do this podcast next week that we're both still smiling ear to ear just like we were this week. So to all of our subscribers, continue to go out there, subscribe to the Field of 12, and, of course, SEC Primetime with Starks and Stern. We appreciate you very much. I'm Max. He's Clint. This is SEC Primetime. Take care. Till next time.